Good morning, good morning, good morning, Martin. And how the devil are you this beautifully morning. crappy day? <laughs> morning, Grifter. How are you? Weather's gone pants again, hasn't it? Yeah, it's rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Although the sun's out in North Norfolk. I just looked out the window. What's it like in Devon? It is vile. It has rained all night long. My garden's all flooded. It's just it's just horrible. It's utterly, utterly horrible. And not a good day to take photographs. And I've got two take-ons today, and it's not not looking so good. And and it just I just get wet. I just like, oh my God, what look at my hair. It's just like, what the hell's going on? I know. Right? I have got a haircut booked in today though. It's very, very exciting. So I just wanted to ask your um, advice. So obviously you've had the little badger going on and I've got a little badger bit going, a little bit of grey hair for those that um, are listening and not watching. And, I, and obviously I do aspire to be just like you, but do I embrace the grey? <laughs> do I do I go back to my gorgeous dark locks, which are at the bottom? All a bit of a challenge. Do you guys chat about this? Or is this just a girly thing? It's just a girly thing, darling. I don't, oh, you know, just for men doesn't arrive in my house. So no, embrace the badger look embrace the badger i mean now yeah maybe you should i mean you are of an age aren't you so. <laughs> oh, it's just, i was waiting for that i was waiting for that now how did your jab go how did you feel jab, I, I was do you know what i was super impressed what a phenomenal job the nhs mm. are doing with this jab rollout i was literally um i arrived five minutes early old estate agents trick make sure you're there early um, arrived <laughs> early I was out before my 10 o'clock appointment. It was awesome. They were just brilliant. And touch wood, I was very fortunate, apart from using it as an excuse to have a snooze on the sofa on Saturday afternoon because I felt a bit tired. Um, I, touch wood, I was very lucky. I didn't get any of the side effects. So that, thank you yeah, for good. asking. How has your week been? It has been challenging. I'm tired. I'm really tired. It's been a really difficult week. And I think lots of, don't do that. I think lots of people who run their businesses or, you know, are thin on the ground with staff are finding that I just need a bit of downtime. It has been a year. It's a year today, I'm pretty certain, of when the property market came out of lockdown. This time last year, 13th of May 2020, we were released after that long period of lockdown. Well, it wasn't very long, but it felt like a long time. <laughs> it felt like a long time, doesn't it? You know, when we look back and we were there, it mm. felt like we'd been closed for ages. And it was um, just a monster every single day, wasn't it? Um, but actually, when you sit down and you look back, um, it doesn't seem that long ago we were saying it was a year until we went into lockdown. Um, mm. So, crikey, we got out of it quite quickly, didn't we? And um, yeah, it's, so it's been relentless months... ever since, hasn't it? Relentless oh, ever since. Look, months... look, come on. You've got half term around the corner. Not only yeah. you've got your children to look after, but you've got your team's children will be there. Um, <laughs> we've got um, the market continues to be relentless. It's busy. Yeah. People are now booking holidays. Very mm -hmm. excited that next week um, we, uh, well, not we can hug, but generally people can, um, you can, I <laughs> yeah. can hug them. I don't want to get that close to you. Yeah, but how do you feel <laughs> I haven't about seen that? you for 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel, though, about getting back out there and kind of being peopley? How do you feel? I love it. Absolutely love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I love a hug. Um, I mean, okay, yes, you've got to be got to be sensible, got to be careful and all of that. But going to the pub is one thing, isn't it? What I'm looking mm. forward to, and I know that it's going to be sit down, table service, rule of six inside a pub and all that. But I'm looking forward to the day when we can all be hustling around the bar, trying to lean over to get the 
tap your card on the machine. I miss all that, Grifter. I think I think we're some way away from that though. Too. So I just I've been talking to a few sort of sellers this week, and they have basically said um, that they're a little bit anxious about getting back out into the real world after having that sort of time on pause, and that that maybe they they do want to get out there, but. But actually, they don't. And so cinemas open, I think, next week. And that's really, really exciting. And that's so you have to go in and, like I said, be peopley around everyone. We've been being peopley and lovely and huggy and all of that in a socially distanced fashion for at least age forever. But some people are still a bit anxious. Oh, there's loads of people putting up a hug-a-thon and looking see? forward to hugging. Amy wants to hug. Christian wants to hug. Look, I love it, you see. It's only you weirdos that don't like hugging. I love a hug, you know. Oh. So Can't about wait. so we're talking as well about half term around the corner and yeah. being thin on the ground with staff and recruiting mm. and that is a real challenge at the moment to try and get all hands on deck get the quality get people out there with estate agency experience and I'm recruiting and I know you are as well um, and I picked up something on LinkedIn which just made me laugh it's my laugh of the week because uh, you know you've got to if you get it's most days you're going to cry you need a laugh yeah you need a laugh okay so lovely lady called Debbie Barber on LinkedIn um, basically saying and she's a recruiter and she's saying come on you employers what are you thinking when you advertise your vacancy with rewards like company pension annual leave laptop and mobile phone she said you should be embarrassed if you can't think of any other benefits of working for your company than the basic legal requirements and the tools needed to do the work they are not rewards these are basic employment rights and then the bit that really made me chuckle she finishes off her post by going why not push the boat out and pop free water and one day off a week in the ad too? And I just, that really made me laugh. It just got my sense of humour. So Debbie, that's a shout out to you. That is so funny. I loved it. <laughs> that is a bit like an estate agent putting on gas central heating and UPVC double glazing is under your bullet yeah. points. Love it. That's like um, double, interest... double power points. Double power points. <laughs> TV points in each bedroom. Um, the <laughs> um, Absolutely right. Recruitment. Interesting. The recruitment agent that I use, Tamsin, Use it for 15, 20 years. She is brilliant. She has helped me lots and lots of times. Um, and rang me yesterday. So I never ever struggle recruiting for you, Martin. People enjoy what you're doing, enjoy working with you, but you don't have lots of people um leave. But the quality of people that you want aren't mm. moving at the moment. And so maybe you need what we need to be looking at as a strategy is increasing your basic salaries and decreasing your commission to look more appealing to try and tempt people away from the big chunky pipelines of commission that are coming through um to unsettle them and think well actually if i can get that guaranteed income under basic and which kind of goes a little bit against my principles really but um because i've always been sort of 70 80 percent um basic 20 30 percent commission based um so it's not heavy commission based but um i always thought that was fairly generous but um yeah. being challenged to become even more appealing to get the best people and i don't think this is going away this is no. you know while whilst the market's positive while people are settled in a post-covid world maybe they're just considering um should they jump ship at the moment good people need being kept hold of and um yeah. get people in when you get the opportunity so that they in um, develop your culture and develop the way that you like to do things, even if it's slightly over 
resource at the moment so that when somebody does depart for one reason or another um i'm trying to recover a, um, a retirement recruit for a retirement um which was beautiful because i got eight weeks notice from the lady but it's just difficult you know it's um mm. it's hard isn't it it's it's, hard. it's put your arms around your team isn't it have a hug so when you're over See? that champagne oh. champagne cooler and having a chat you know you kicks we don't do water coolers down here we have champagne coolers um oh, and so uh, you, you have a nice chat and you just because it, it is it doesn't you, you want to get up in the morning and bounce out of bed don't you and go into work that's what you want to do you want to you want to go yeah i love my job i really love doing this and, and that's what you that's the culture you want to sort of push out through the whole team so what's you your morning you routine year. what's you your you morning routine good, then Martin? you can tell you had a good year it used to be a prosecco cooler now it's a champagne cooler <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, morning routine. Morning routine yeah. is interesting because I would say my morning routine has changed um, during the COVID um, pandemic. Uh, I was, as you know, at five o'clock, five a.m., five o'clock. There's not a chance in hell I'll be doing the five mm. o'clock thing. Maybe it's because I've turned forty, and maybe you need to be in your thirties to do the five o'clock thing. I don't know. Lots of great people do the five o'clock thing, um, but. Um, do you do the and when you thing? say when you say five a.m., you mean the five a.m. club, don't you? Yes, I do. Yes, sorry, the, the 5 a.m. thing. <laughs> the 5 a.m. club. The 5 a.m. club, which I get because actually what I do like about the 5 a.m. club is about um, it's about having an hour's time for you. And I think that's that's a very good philosophy. But I tend to do that maybe getting up at six now rather than five. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, a, a guy I um, used to work with, um, Richard Morris, very much a 5 a.m. club um, person, um, used to sit and read and ben and watch podcasts and um improve his knowledge between five and six I, he's got like 97 children so i don't know how he ever had the time but, um <laughs> well you know what he was doing at 5 a.m anyway so i've just had an issue i've just had an issue with my ear pod but i just want to tell everyone that actually i did i did give it a little microwave after it's plopping my coffee last week and it's worked and my ear pods are working again but how do you keep them in your ear because that just fell out then it's like why does this happen when you go live so we've talked about so your ear my ear pods fall out my nose starts to run why does this happen when you're live <laughs> you're dying there but just say why, why, why does this stuff happen let's go in again what do you what do you have to do to keep it in is there a top tip for keeping your ear pod in your ear or out of your coffee i don't know and i wanted just to update you as well about my mouse hang on before you do that, don't microwave you <laughs> Earpods. Surely we yeah. can't. We can't recommend people microwaving electrical uh, equipment. Okay. Well. Okay. So caveat, caveat. Thank you. Um, just a short period of time in the microwave, and it did the job. How is your mouse? Well, they have relocated, so that's good. Wonderful. Well done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the content that people were talking about on other podcasts that were talking about our podcast, all they brought up was the mice last week. So um, I know, it was so great. Thank you, Stephen. I've got something else that I can do in the car now. So I get I spotted this and it just really made me laugh. And it's called um cardening. And apparently it's the new thing. And it's about growing plants in your car. So like cactus and, and having a terranium in the front of your car and you drive it around. So I just thought that was a really nice thing because a lot of us do live in our car. I can say that whilst I have had mice, I haven't had anything actually grow in my car yet. So that's that's, that's quite good. So that's a first, which is nice. That's rubbish. I Last time I was I, in your car, that your glove box was so filthy, it could have grown penicillin in it. Um, <laughs> that is so hard. 
harsh. That is so harsh. I thought that was a bit mean. It, it was a light-hearted post, and I'm going to put it up. And it attracted some hilarious comments listed, including one from a chap who said, I would never do this, as there is a risk of damaging electrical systems. And with modern vehicles, computers, and sensors, it's madness. However, I have successfully grown chili plants on the dash in my van every summer in a normal plant pot. You know, you just go, there we go. Anyway, I'd like to talk about the breaking news as we were coming on air this morning um, about the link up with Swift and on the market, um, which is interesting, isn't it? And um amy might still be watching she might not still be watching she might put a comment on here um but um we're both go on then fire it out fire it out what the news is because lots of people might not have seen it breaking news breaking news swift and on the market have joined up together so on the market agents will be able to use swift as part of their market appraisal pitching kit Mm -hmm. Um, brilliant that's brilliant Absolutely brilliant. There goes there goes your um, differentiator because <laughs> now everyone, your competition, have got spread. So that's good. So differentiation. How do we keep that going when there's big announcements like this? Well, you've got to keep thinking, haven't you? Best form mm. of flattery is um, is imitation. So we've got to keep thinking. How do you do things differently? Um, interesting mm. that um, what I do like and where I do think things are changing is that a lot. There's a huge. There's, I think there's two big revolutions going on within our industry at the moment can you hear me really? um, I can. it just keeps falling out <laughs> two big things two big things that are very much in the news a lot at the moment transparency around information for consumers lots and lots of conversations yeah. about that at the moment i think yeah. there's some really good um interesting points on there um helping um, com- um helping consumers buy with as much mm-hmm. knowledge as possible and not just under a cpr issue but actually just giving them the information that they need and they want to make a, up a decision upfront 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 up welcome back hips um secondly <laughs> uh, secondly and also linked in together a little bit is this big wave of um lots and lots of conveyances are reaching out about how difficult their life is and we talk a lot mm. about conveyances on this program i know we do but um but giving a lot of the information that we're finding up front mm-hmm. to conveyances. Um, and then I saw or you were telling me about and um about people that <laughs> somebody's going around saying that there is a code of conduct of how conveyances need to be talking to each other. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, do they talk is... to each other? Well, yes, and they're meant to be talking to each other in a nice fashion, and they should be talking to us as well, according to the Law Society Protocol. And for those of you that haven't read it recently, the Law Society Protocol um, talks about how how one should act, and it says you should act with courtesy and cooperation with third parties, respond promptly to communications, and maintain high standards of courtesy and deal with others in a fair and honest manner. And I thought that that's quite interesting because it, this timely reminder on how conveyances and solicitors should convey with each other and converse also includes other professionals, i.e. ourselves. And I know that we always get a bad rap about, oh, you know, the estate agent doesn't come back or they do. But actually, solicitors and conveyances have been very challenged recently with their time, as we have. But it is really frustrating when you're that conduit in the deal and you just can't get any response from one party solicitor. And you're not out there to do because it's not a blame culture you're, you're all working for the same thing you all want to get the transaction over the line and you all want it to be smooth we have the same end goal in in 
on our horizon and our vision. And I just think we could work together a little bit better. And I know that you've spoken to Stephen Hayter, haven't you, about this? And, and he's kind of given some top tips. But I just thought it was quite interesting just to remind everyone about the Law Society protocol. And I'll pop it up on our page as well. But just let talk me through what Stephen discussed with you. Stephen Hayter did a, a really good webinar. And, um, and it's been for many years now talking about how agents and conveyances could work better together and he gave four really good top tips that i think is worth sharing one is all information and correct information on the memorandum of sale mm. you know mrs k griffin and mr m baum isn't um good enough for a memorandum of sale because the information then is transferred onto the contract it needs to i be, should bloody well think so i, thought, I, 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 don't, I don't want to buy anything with you <laughs> mrs <laughs> katie cruella Deville Griffin, um, and all full titles. So all information, not just our names, but property details. Make sure that the spelling's correct, postcode again. Just do the job properly, thoroughly. Um, putting your memorandum of sale together. They are far probably more important than some estate agents or maybe mm. some negotiators are trained to understand that this is a mm. this isn't just a I need to get this deal in the pipeline, get it off my desk quick job. This actually is a pivotal point in what can make a massive impact. And I've done this with the firm that I work with that we might manage to bring down the length of time of properties in the pipeline by over 11 working just literally just a tad over 11 working mm. days on average by as working really hard on getting the quality of the memorandum of sale higher mm. number two don't chase on a monday and a friday on a monday conveyances <laughs> come in to shed loads of emails from their clients that have been over the weekend like we do and on a friday mm. it's completion day don't change uh, sales chase on a monday and a friday you won't get a response um it is not a legal requirement to complete on a Friday. Um, whatever your <laughs> consumers may believe that they have to move on a Friday, um, it's not a legal requirement. People can move probably cheaper and get removal vans probably cheaper on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and a Thursday. People take more than just the weekend to move into their house. So don't forget to remind your vendors and your purchasers when you're agreeing the offer and going through the sales progression um, process that you don't need to suggest a Friday as a completion date. You could suggest a Tuesday um, and mm -hmm. set and manage expectations, which I think is massively yeah. important. And we've seen, especially over the last 12 months, because the length of time of property in the pipeline has grown from probably 12 to 13 weeks to peaking yeah. at around probably 18 weeks. But um, yeah. although I think that's come down a little bit, but was peaking around 18 weeks. But there was, I was talking to a sales progressive. They said, the problem is, Martin. I've got a conveyance that says I'm handling 200 cases at the moment. Mm. I don't know what day of the week it is, let alone where we're up to with that sale. I can't cope with 200 cases. Well, it's difficult, isn't it? You know, these these transactions, easy to say and say, well, there's a limit to what I'll take on uh, on my books. But these transactions yeah. have to go through. So why would a conveyance limit what they're doing? So yeah. um, interesting time. And your points kind of like may seem a bit like Mickey Mouse, a bit bread and butter, but it's really, really important that we do educate, um, you know, our teams, our negotiators, our sales progressors, but also, you know, the valuers as well, because they're the ones that are having the first point of contact with sellers, um, you know, and, and viewing people as well, because 
a lot of people haven't moved and I'm coming across that quite a lot that actually someone hasn't moved for seven, 10, 15 years and they don't understand the conveyancing process. They don't understand the information that's required. Um, and so the, the more you can get out, and like I said, it seems like basic, but the more you can get out at the beginning, the, the better it is. To be able to shave 11 days off a sale, yay, happy days. We all get there quicker. Bring it on. Estate, estate agency is bloody hard work, but it's not rocket science. And what we do at naturally is when we do putting all these things into um, into our routines, they start to work and you have a good month and you get busier and busier. And the busier you get, the sooner you forget those basic things, those Mickey Mouse yeah. things that we've just been talking about. So when you have yeah. a really good month, when you have a really, really good month as we are at the moment, write down what it is that you've done that is a really good month because there will become a point where you have a dreadful month and you can't sell a house for toffee easier <laughs> for nottingham vice strikers to score a goal than it is to sell out it will come it will come mm -hmm. and you get back out that list and you say right are we doing this are we bringing these people are we making these calls yeah. are we doing that and everything's yeah. working at the moment so yeah um, because when it's really busy you just there sometimes isn't that hungry motivation is there to get out there and because it's just like we talked about in, you know last week and in other shows it's a bit like falling off a log putting a deal together it, you know that that's the easy bit and that, but like you said it will come hard so the question i've been asked lots and lots of times in the last couple of weeks is do you know what I'm not going to do all this. I'm going to wait till the the um, Mrs. Bendels. I'm going to wait till the stamp duty frenzy or stamp duty has gone off and the frenzy of this market. Is right, and then I'm going to come onto the market in October because the market's going to go off a cliff then, isn't it? It's going to crash. And trying to educate people to say, well, actually, none of us have got a crystal ball. Don't, you know, we don't really know what's going to happen. But this is my take on what's going to happen towards the latter part of the year. What advice are you giving to vendors? Oh, it's hard, isn't it? Because... Um... You've just not, you know, it's just, I tell you what, I want to just do, for those um, that look, um, that are, I won't show it, but for those that are looking <laughs> on Facebook, you'll be able to see, go on to, um, straight away onto the BBC website on a mm. fear of missing out um, article. But it's got on there, which is interesting, from 2007 to 2021, what have house prices done each year on a yeah. line graph? And I've been in agency since 1999 you've been in agency since 1979 and oh, in every up. one of those years apart from two house prices have gone up and okay i get this mm. is relative but there is very much a fear of missing out at the moment and some vendors i get will be turning around and saying i don't want to enter into this rat race and this frenzy at the moment there's part of me that believes it's our job as estate agents to encourage them to come to the market and actually mm take away from so why why are they stopping it's not actually it's the it's not actually the um the fear of moving it's the fear of the transition between the house that they're in at the moment and the house that they're going to yeah. go to and how much yeah. pressure are they going to be under by having estate agents touting letters coming through lots and lots of people coming through their front door yeah. when we've not allowed anybody including our family through our front door for the last 12 months yeah um, definitely it's all and also though martin the, the challenge that Currently, the guidance for, for selling and viewing, etc., is you've got to be proceedable, you've got to be on the market. So it's back to that chicken and egg situation that actually I'm going to find something and then I'm going to put my house on the market. Well, you can't do that in this market. And so a whole sector of sellers are, are sat on their hands at the moment because they're not sure whether their house exists. So it's about managing that as well. And it's giving confidence. It's asking the question, if, if you mm. go out and you're 
you're talking to somebody and you've advised them on the value of their property, you've advised them on moving, they've said, everyone said it's absolutely crackers, Martin. I'm going to mm. wait till the frenzy stops. Go back to the point of what was it that made you call me out in the first place? What are you looking to achieve out of your house? Move? Right. Let me help you achieve your goal and show your value as that that guard, that shield around mm. your vendor to defend them from the stress that will come along in moving in a frenzied market. And that is the yeah. true value of a really good estate agent. Not sticking on right move, not having a virtual tour, not um, having pretty pictures and a nice 3D floor plan. It's how you can demonstrate that you're going to get that person from one goal to yeah. their next goal and make it as smooth as possible. Yeah, as stress-free as possible because we all we've all had the stressful time. We want a night, yeah, the journey from A to B, it's gotta be beautiful and smooth, isn't it? Yeah. We all do vastly the same things, but actually the, the process of how you go about it can be totally different, like chalk and cheese. And that's what you've got to kind of push out, isn't it? It's back to differentiation again, is what we keep banging on about. It's uh, we've been doing some mystery shopping this week and um but it, it, it a lot of agents have taken their eye off the ball because it is so busy. So we were talking previously about being order takers. Well, sometimes that's not even done very well. So you ring up and you say, could I come and um, can I have a brochure of this one? No, we're not sending brochures. Go on, can you go and write me, please? And you think, oh, no, why have you said that? Direct the traffic to your website. Put your stuff on Facebook, get registered. You know, they're missing a trick. And I think one agent that we spoke to said, oh, I've got this amazing virtual video. So emails me a link. So obviously I've got a secret email address um, and, um, and I click on it. That is not a video tour. That is a photograph slightly panning to the right with someone talking over it. <laughs> so you just think if that's what you're selling out to your customers, what to try and get your clients. So not only for sellers, but for buyers, for landlords and tenants are getting this crappy moving photograph. Oh, my God. I thought we'd have come leap, you know, leapt forward into the technology and embraced it. But some haven't still. So have you been mystery shopping? Have you? Have no, your I haven't been mystery shopping. But it's nothing? interesting you say that about directing people to right move. And uh, but you should mystery shop. Mystery, I'll come back to mystery shopping. Yeah. So it's really got my goat this week. Really got my goat this week. I read another article. Lots of press at the moment. Lots of national press talking about the housing market. Um, Halifax nationwide reports coming out. Mm. ICS property market reports coming out. National press picked up on a lot of this. Um, but one sub headline within the headline within an article was, um, I'm like a hawk on right move. Kirsty Kirby, first time buyer, 37 from South Yorkshire, <laughs> pharmaceutical worker, all over right move. Hang on, I thought we were the people that told buyers when we were going to put in a house on the market, not letting them go on to right move. No wonder the populace mm. thinks that we just stick houses on right move if that's what first time buyers are doing. They're thinking. I'm a hawk. I'm, I'm a hawk on right move. Well, yeah. surely the headline should be: I'm sat by my phone waiting for estate agents to ring me. I mean, I think that it's just. I, I think that's what's happening. It's just disappointing. We used to be the right move alert, not yeah. the right move alert. Um, but that can be changed. That can be. Of changed. course, it can, just, and it, it must be. Changed. How you educate people, isn't it? it you know, be, register with us first. We don't go out to the portals for. Five days, explain to your sellers, explain to your buyers, you have to register with the local agent. You've got to do that because you're going to hear about these listings first. I'm going to pick up that thing that sits on my desk, that black thing that rings all the bloody time. And I'm going to talk to you and tell you because you trust me. That's what it's about. 
Yeah, but I love that. I love that. Take power away from the portals, get them back into agents by being delivered. I love that. Love that. Well, good work. Good, good advice. If nobody else has bothered listening for anything else that we've talked about, that was worth listening for. Um, the, <laughs> I've got um, something else worth listening to as well. So, again, going back to good old estate agents. So, we always get a really bad rap. Like, what do you do on the stage? You know, it's like, oh my God. And there was a, a post or a poll gone out, and it was actually a really good poll. So, most of the polls that I kind of see or they suddenly get the headlines i've got like two people responded to them so this one had just shy of six thousand votes um and it's which profession which profession has the worst reputation and there was three on here obviously estate agents traffic wardens and recruiters and do you know where we came probably worse didn't we no, we weren't. We were the best out of that. Traffic wardens had almost half the votes, saying that they were the had the worst reputation as a profession. Then came recruiters, and then estate agents with just twenty one percent. That's my win of the week. I'm like, yay! They didn't put politicians on there, obviously. Um, they didn't put bankers and insurance uh, companies either, or you know. But there is hope. There is light at the end of the tunnel. I love it. You're a proper positive today, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a bit tired though. Like I said, I need a bit of downtime. But anyway, I challenged you last week to a buy oh, of the you? week. Mm. Oh, did you? Mm, I did. And and you said, don't catch me out this week. Don't catch me out. Don't hang me in front. <laughs> don't hang me out to die. Don't throw me in front of the bus. So I thought, no, of course I won't. So I will. I haven't got a buy of the week. I'm sorry, I haven't got by the week. Um, but I'm very excited by Swift being linked in with on the market. I haven't got a buy of the I week. I'm sorry. There's, there's no fruity buns this week, no Marmite products, because I know how much you love Marmite. There's a <laughs> the whole thing about Marmite. Mm. You just put something on about somebody put something on about on Twitter about Marmite um peanut butter. <gasps> it's delicious it's delicious and also if anyone gets the gusto i think i think it's gusto or hello fresh boxes they've got little um marmites in heart shape that you put into the gravy of like a shepherd's pie or a roast chicken and they are oh, it makes the best gravy so i haven't got a buy of the week but i've got a top food <laughs> food tip of the week because it wouldn't be a brilliant show of hop if we didn't talk about bloody food no I'm quite surprised that we've got to half an hour. We've not talked about Marmite or Remarkables. One of them will sponsor us eventually. Um, <laughs> uh, just so what have we got? To... Yeah, what have we got coming up then? Um, next week, busy, busy show next week. Lots going on. I want to talk about actually just how fortunate we are. We're in an estate agent's bubble. We're in a we're in one of the small sectors of the industry of industry that has had a phenomenal 12 months. Not everybody has. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about estate agency bubbles next week. Um, and I will just finish on um, two guys walked into a bar, the third one ducked. Um, have a, oh my yeah. god, they get worse. Have a <laughs> lovely week. Thank you all for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, comment, share our posts. You can catch us on Facebook, on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple. Um, join in the conversation, let us know what you think, and we will see you next Thursday at 8 35 a.m. live and unscripted. Ha, ha, ha.